Welcome. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consultant. How are you doing? It's it's just a it's a good weekend, you know, talk some free agency. You know, we're about a little under a weekend free agency, you know, everything's in full swing. Some teams doing better than others and uh some teams haven't even had their quarterback situation hammered down yet. But we'll get to that. I'm CJ Medeiros, and of course, I have my good friend here, old Justin. Oh, stop. Oh, stop you. How are you doing today, Tuck? I'm doing I'm doing all right. Not too bad. It's it's nice outside. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a good day today. It's a good day today. You know, good day to talk some free agency. Yes, so so we have a lot planned for you today. So first, um, we are going to talk about Aaron Rodgers giving yeah. his intent to sign with the Jets on the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're also going to touch on how the Patriots are doing in free agency because things have changed since the last time we talked about them. And we're going to preview some of this uh, QB class, or, I mean, some of the rookies coming up in this quarterback class in 2023. But first, we're going to start out with Aaron Rodgers. So for those who don't know, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and gave his intent to sign with the Jets. Is Rodgers for real with this, or is this just another uh, media hoax? And let's not forget his list of demands. How do you think all that factors? Is Rodgers for real this time, Tuck? What do you think? You you and I both know. Stop treating him like a a diva quarterback. He knew he wanted to go to the Jets. He told you on the Pat McAfee show he w- he's wanting to go to the Jets. It's just the deal between the two that he's waiting on. He's waiting on them to figure out the, I want to say, the details of the trade so he can finally go to the Jets. That's all that is. That's all, that's all it is. It wasn't him holding it up. It's the t- trade itself that's holding it up because I think the Packers want two first-round picks. And I'm, I'm not sure yes. they want to give it up. That's that's the only thing that's holding this thing up. He should be in New York right now, preparing to play for the Jets. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Now, see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I well I have made it known that I think Rogers is just an attention whore. Oh. St- I I do agree with you that it is the trade that's holding it up. Mm-hmm. And I. I'm just happy that the Green Bay Packers are finally growing a spine and not letting Rodgers push them around by standing firm and demanding two firsts. I think, for a quarterback of, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers' caliber, I think that's more than fair. Mm. If the Jets don't want to give it up, well, uh, you know, these good quarterbacks don't usually come cheap. Yeah. And if you think about it for the Jets – Rodgers, as we mentioned, has a list of demands, which they've already met one by getting Alan Lazard, but also Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham. Now, we kind of talked about that in our last episode, and uh, some things have emerged about Odell's contract situation where there was a rumor that Odell wanted $20 million a year, but yeah. Odell Beckham himself came out on Twitter to say that that's not true, but four million a year is not going mm-hmm. to cut it. So, Justin, do you think Rogers is willing to go to New York without Odell, or is this yes. just like 
Yes, because he has to understand that he could get injured at any time because that's just Odell Beckham at this stage of his career. There's a potential that he could re-injure himself again. So I think he should go to New York without him because he still has weapons there without him. Alan Zard, of uh, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. The weapons are there. Hopefully Brees Hall can come back to be a sh- resemblance of what he was before he tore his ACL. But as of all, that Jets offense is looking pretty good under with Aaron Rodgers under the helm. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. So, Green Bay has already checked off one of his demands by inking Alan Lazard to a deal. Good. Still need Lewis and Cobb. That'll come cheap. But (laughs) as it sits now, per SpotTrack.com, the New York Jets have $12.5 million in cap space. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned this before. When it comes to agency, I personally have like a rule of thumb where you should, depending on where you're picking, save about five to ten million for your incoming rookie class. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they have twelve million, and they're still going to need to sign Odell, and they're going to have to, you know, swallow Rogers's contract. I would think. Yeah, I think some more cap moves are going to be made. I think they're going to try to bag load some of the other contracts and make them into signing bonuses. So they still have a lot of moves to make in order to to make the Rodgers contract work. But all in all, I think if you believe he's worth it, you got to go ahead and bite the bullet and do it. And you got to figure out whose contracts do you, can you afford to let go, save cap space on, and figure out who you're signing to, giving signing, uh, putting all their money in signing bonuses now. That's all that is. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I would. Uh, I I think you're right. I'd argue that. And uh, the question is though, who who's gonna have to be? I don't know. Who's gonna have to like take less money? That's a good question. Because when I look around that roster, it's like there's no. I feel like there's there's a marquee name that I'm missing. But all the marquee names that I'm thinking of are rookies or upcoming or in like second year player. So they're not making much in. Yeah. So yeah, when I look at the roster, it's like mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah. Quinn and Williams, is he saw his rookie deal or do they extend him? Because I feel like they might have extended him. I hope they did. I hope they did. Also Sauce, you know if he keeps this up, Sauce is gonna fetch a pretty penny on the open market. Yes, but they have three years. But a lot of their good players and also like Garrett Wilson, they're on rookie deals. I mean CJ Mosley's got a big contract, so I think he's or Corey Davis could probably get cut. Oh yeah, I forgot about CJ Mosley. Yeah, 17 million per year. He might he might get cut or he might get his contract changed in some way. Or they might ask him to take less money. Which I hope they don't do. I think that Or they could trade him to the Ravens. We don't need him. We can't afford him. Not with that attitude, you can't. No, like as in we already signed Roquan Smith and Patrick Queens on the way. If we want to re-sign him, we can't afford. No, no, I know. I'm just kidding around because you know you're a Ravens fan and all. Well, what you call it? Uh, I don't know. I, just, I think CJ mostly should stay there and be for what they're rebuilding. I think they have a stellar defense, and Quinn Williams is still on his rookie deal. He's making nine million, like nine point nine million in 2023. Hmm. So will that be the final year of his rookie deal or no? I don't think so. I think it'd be the final year unless they give him, like, you know, the, the extra year option. Yeah. Tag or something like that. Yeah. Well, so when you look at everything, so we know that they have to make space for Aaron Rodgers, right? 
So mm-hmm. not even like Odell. So do you really think Aaron Rodgers is going to go there if his requirements aren't met? I mean, I not just Odell, but what if he only gets Alan Lazard? I think he has no choice now. He's made it clear that he's coming to New York regardless if he – Alan Lazard's already there. I think he can live without Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb. I think I think he knows what he wants, and I think he just wants out of Green Bay no matter the cost. I think he can make do without the extra guys. I think that Alan Lazard was the main thing. Since they now have him and they have like a solid three-man rotation at wide receiver, I think they'll be fine. I think they just have to work out the kinks now. Hmm. Yes, yes, I would say so. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to a familiar offense because those he is Nathaniel Hackett, where he won back-to-back MVPs with. So it's just all right. Just teach the rookies what you want him want them to run. I mean, well, not the rookies, the second year and third year guys. Teach them how to run the routes and the way you want them to run it, so you can throw the ball where you need to throw it. Whatever, and go from there. That's how I feel about this entire thing. I think it's fine. Yep. Well, I I'm inclined to agree. So, so uh, we're we're gonna move on. So I think we've all come to the conclusion here that Aaron Rodgers will become a Jet at one point or another. Mm-hmm. So now we move forward, and we're gonna be looking at another AFC East team, the New England Patriots. Because last time we said they weren't making moves. And then all of a sudden, they spring to life. And you're not, definitely not going to miss us covering that. So don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Here's Edelman broken up, and the pass is no sign yet. Edelman comes down with a football. They're saying it's a catch. Welcome back. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Dean, <clears throat> Power 18 Radio and Secret Web Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros with my good friend Justin Tucker. And this time around, we're moving to another AFC East team, the New England Patriots. You're New England Patriots. No, no, no. You, you, you like the Patriots too, I've decided. Yes. Yeah, I I kind of like them. I don't. I don't hate them as much as I used to. I'm fine with them now. Yeah. Well. So last time we were talking about how they were. They had money. You know, they had a lot of cap space, but they were very quiet in free agency, which isn't unusual for Bill Belichick. But they have money and they weren't doing anything, which you know is a bit frustrating. But then all of a sudden, holy crap! Do they just explode to life? Yep. Getting some good uh, depth pieces in Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson to bolster the offensive line. Re-signing guys like Jonathan Jones and Jabril Peppers and Matt Slater and Mac Wilson. And then they go out and they bolster the offense, getting Jaguars and Jets running back James Robinson 
Chiefs wide receiver one, Juju Smith-Schuster, and starting Dolphins tight end, Mike Gesicki. So, Justin, simple question here. Uh, what do you make of these moves? What do you think? Well, 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 just when y'all thought Bill was going to do nothing in free agency, he splashes again, splashes his cash a little bit and says, you know what? Let me try to at least attempt out Mac, Mac Jones a little bit because last year he didn't have the greatest of years. So maybe it's because I didn't do enough to put around the pieces to make him successful. I got him a new OC and a couple of pretty nice little pieces to put around him. I got him Juju Smith-Schuster. Hopefully he's not TikTok boy in Foxborough. I got him a new shiny running back that can catch and run the ball. And I got him some quality depth at tackle. So hopefully he's not getting rushed every play, fighting for his life. Oh, no, I think he's made some pretty good moves for the offense. And on defense, he resigned guys that they drastically needed. Jabril Peppers was a good sign, a good pickup for y'all because he played well in your system. Um, What should I call it? Uh, Jonathan Jones is the only – cornerback i trust on your depth chart right now the marcus jones disrespect i only like jonathan jones right now and we won't even talk about miles bryant right now no hopefully, we will not hopefully he has a better 2023 but my god oh no i think these are pretty good moves i'd give him a b a solid b for the patriots yeah yeah that, that's about fair and um former patriots quarterback scott zolak said publicly that he's heard that quote Gasicki that who they who the patch timed are the uh, is the first domino to fall he puts in he said he expects more moves well i hope he's right because the pages did free up some cap space by telling uh Jalen Mills to take his to take his burnt toast behind somewhere else oh my god yeah you you know you know Justin you know so, so yeah, uh, like I said, Robinson, Smith-Schuster, and Gasicki, I truly, I truly like his signings. And when you remember that they got Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator, you know, Bill O'Brien, who loves the two tight end set, yeah. that, that's got to give you some kind of optimism if you're a Pats fan. And, and you have to remember one last thing. The New England Patriots currently have the 14th overall pick in the draft that, to play with. I mean, whether they trade back like they usually do or they stand pat and get a tackle or a receiver or something, it's anyone's guess. But my point is they have a really good pick where they where they could uh, really get somebody special. Uh, what, what do you – What do you? oh, you disagree? I, they could get somebody special. The problem is where they're going to go. I believe they should still target a wide receiver in the draft. Knowing Bill, he'll trade back and get a lineman. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, I real this is just my opinion. I personally really, and I mean really, don't want us to go O-lineman two years in a row. I really don't. But if we need a tackle, then I won't complain. Uh, because I like Paris Johnson and I like Peter Skaronsky, but if they're not there, I mean, I guess you could settle for Broderick Jones, but I think Skronky, uh, the Northwestern guy was going to be there. I think Peter's going to be there. 
I really hope because I think he's really good. I think he saw it too. But the real question is, will the Patriots be there at 14? Don't, don't, don't even bring that up because if, unless you live under a rock, you know that every year New England trades almost like almost every year trades back in the draft. Mm-hmm. And if they got anything good for those picks, I'd be much happier. But, you know, every year it's like, oh, the Patriots trade their first rounder for like two thirds, a fourth and a bench player. <laughs> but then again, but this is like a mid but early side first rounder. So I think they could, if they did trade back, they'd get something good because it's pick 14. Yeah. So hopefully they don't trade back, but if they do, hopefully they get some nice capital for it, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. But overall, when you look at New England's uh, pass catchers, Jacoby Myers out, but Juju Smith-Schuster is in. They just didn't want to pay for Jacoby Myers, and they could have. That's the crazy thing. They could have paid for Juju, all right, here's the thing. I hear a lot of people say Jacoby Myers is better, but here's the deal. We know what Juju Smith-Schuster can be. We've seen him at a high level. Jacoby Myers, I would argue, is at his ceiling. I think Jacoby is just as, or if not as good as he's going to get. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Juju's got a much higher ceiling. He's faster. He's a better route runner and creates better separation. And on top of that, you got him for the same amount of uh, total money, but less guaranteed money. And I think that's huge. I I don't believe Juju will ever be that guy he was in Pittsburgh again, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, you never know. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not saying he will be, but I'm just saying he – and you, you just – you never know. Uh, now looking at this offense, you guys could be a playoff caliber team. Uh, perhaps. You know, it depends on how Mac develops. But another thing you got to realize is uh, they still have Kendrick Bourne, who's careful, you know, revenge tour is coming. Because Matt Patricia didn't like him for some unknown reason. And then uh, you have Devontae Parker, who's going to settle into uh, the system, and the speedster Tyquan Thornton. And you have a now tight end duo of Hunter Henry and Mike Kosicki. Long story short, if you're a New England fan, I don't know how much you can really complain thus far. I mean, we'll see what they do at tackle, but overall, Riley Reef isn't the worst thing to happen. Unless your name's Adam Wright. Then, uh, <laughs> because Adam's out tonight, but he's not a big Riley Reef guy. <laughs> the text he sent once he realized we, you guys got him, he was not happy for him. Yeah, and I, and I, and if you remember the text, I also, I, I put him in his place. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. So we have one more segment. We're going to talk about one of my favorite things in the world, the NFL draft. And the big draft guy you are. Oh, thank you, Justin. See, you're a good sport about this, and I appreciate it. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. God's allowed the draft to go on for another year, and I'm about to make it everyone's problem. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to talk about some of these rookie quarterbacks and where they're going to end up after this big free agency shakeup. And I know you're not going to want to miss that. So please don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Here's Edelman broken up, and the pass is no 
Welcome back. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Parody 18 Radio and Seer Weapon Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros with, of course, my good friend and my personal favorite Ravens fan, Justin Tucker. You know, no Adam Wright, but that doesn't mean we still can't enjoy ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the draft. It's a wonderful thing. Truly, truly it is. And we're talking about the 2023 QB class. And uh, where, where are they going to go, you know, after this whole shakeup? So, you know, the Carolina Panthers trade up to number one. Texans stand pat at number two. I believe Indy is four. And the Raiders were long thought to take a quarterback, but they give Jimmy G a three-year, 60-some-odd million-dollar deal. Mm -hmm. So first, I want to just – let's uh, broach the question on everyone's lips. Will, will, will the Raiders take a quarterback in the first round of this year's draft? What do you think? No, no, because it's three. It's a three-year deal. If it was like a one or a two-year deal, I'd be more inclined. But since it's a three-year deal, that makes me feel like they have. They feel like Jimmy G is the quarterback of the short term, not necessarily the long term. But he's the quarterback for the now part of the franchise. And since they believe in him and have weapons still around him in Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Jacoby Myers now. Yeah, even though they should have Darren Waller, but that's not here. <laughs> I believe they have more pressing matters to deal with, more specifically on defensive end. Because, good God, they're egregious. They, I don't even know who their corners are right now because Rocky Sin is gone and Trayvon Mullen is gone too. So I don't know what they're doing, but hopefully they either take a, a DB or a defensive lineman to help sure up that defense, but other than that, I just don't see them taking one. I see other teams taking one, but not them. You know what? Before we move on with this topic, uh, let's say we take a gander at the uh, Raiders roster. All righty. Yeah, we're going to check out the corners, all right? How does that sound, folks? Ah, uh, yes. Their corner room is, drumroll please, Mike Brown. Bryce Cosby, Brandon Faison, who they just signed from Indy, Tyler Hall, Nate Hobbs, Amik Robertson, and Sam Webb. That does not inspire greatness from the team. That doesn't. That does not inspire fear in the opposition. Yeah, I mean Nate Hobbs is pretty good, and Faison's got some upside, but other than that, uh, I'm not too thrilled. So Raiders, we can kind of safely say, are probably out on quarterback. But another team I want to talk about is the Detroit Lions. Now, some mock drafts have them taking Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or whoever falls to them. But I don't know why. But for the life of me, I can't see them going quarterback. Who? The Lions. Uh, no, I don't see that either. I don't know why they would try to get rid of uh... – uh, Jared Goff right now, considering how well he played in 2022 for them. They yeah, were I, mm -hmm. I personally think they should go DB. That's just me. Yeah. But And that's a shame, too, because they have Jeff Okuda, but he can't stay healthy. Yeah, but Okuda and, let's just say, be it Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon, who I expect yeah. to be the first corner taken. It's Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. 
So I, I would imagine they'd they'd be uh they they'd be good regardless. Yeah, I believe yeah, that'd be a good thing for Detroit and then have mm-hmm. Jerry Jacobs as a solid backup. Yeah. Yeah. So now we all know the Panthers moved up to the first overall pick, and we've had our Fumble Ruski uh fan Panthers guy there. Fumble Ruski the Fumble Ruski fan and Panthers fan, Ian Mullern, yep. has you know, you know, he knows that the Panthers have traded up for the first overall pick. And who are they going to take? Who do you think? I think they're going to take Stroud number one. Because I think I've heard that too. I think they're trying to put pressure on them to make it on uh, Houston to trade up to the number one just to make it like apparent that Bryce Young is their quarterback. But I don't think the Texans are biting. So I think they're just going to stay put and just take. Uh, CJ Stroud there, and then Bryce Young is going to go number two to the Texans. Mm. That's what I feel. Yeah. Let me be frank. I I am a CJ Stroud fan. Yeah. I think he's the best quarterback in this class. I think the Panthers would do well to take him. But I do think Bryce Young's got some good upside, and I truly believe that he's a great consolation prize. But for the love of God, if I see Anthony Richardson go number one overall, I will lose it. I will fly down to Carolina, and I will pitch a tent outside of the GM's house until he comes out and has to explain to me what he did. I mean, I'm not going to break the law or anything. I'll just stand on the sidewalk, say, hey, explain this pick to me, man. Listen, we'll record an episode right there. We will record right there to see CJ's reaction to the pick if it's Anthony Richardson. Oh my God. And then let's not forget if it's Will Levis all of a sudden, then forget oh. about it. Look, here's here here's the thing. Will Levis, I think, is overrated. Everybody's like, oh, he's he's good. He comes from a pro style offense. Yeah, well, guess what? He sucked in that pro style offense. <laughs> I mean, you know that he's getting compared to Josh Allen. No, my answer is no. You cannot compare Will Levis to Josh Allen. You just, it, oh my God, it's like, oh, they had similar contests. They came from this, they came from that. I'm like, no, 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 no. The only reason people like Will Levis is solely because he came from a pro style offense. And you know what's funny? Wasn't uh, Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, hurt for some of last season? Uh, he might have been, but I don't. I think I'm he. Saying, I thought he was. He might have been, but I can't recall. But see, here's the thing. Let's just say he missed some games, right? Yeah. And if he missed games like I believe he did, he still had better stats than Levis. And then there's the then there's Anthony Richardson, and oh my God, just no. That is all I have to say. If he stayed in college for another year, I I, I would. And then came out next year. I'd be fine. I'd be a lot higher on him than I am now. He is the project's project, and I will give him credit where it's due. He has the highest ceiling in this draft, but he's got the lowest floor. Yeah, high risk, high reward. Mm. So here's so before we wrap up, here's one more question. Let's just say, for the sake of the argument, C.J. Stroud goes number one to Carolina, all right? Yeah. Bryce Young goes number two to Houston. 
Does Indy take Will Levis or does Indy take Anthony Richardson? They take Anthony Richardson before they take Will Levis. Let's be honest here. The upside is there. I don't think he'll start immediately. I think they want to wait on I him. I would hope not. Just to see if he develops more. But, yeah, I think they would take Anthony Richardson before they take Will Levis. That's just my opinion. I think uh, – whatchamacallit. I'm not sure if they'll even go quarterback, but that's one destination. No, Indy uh, will go quarterback, I assure you. Their fans will riot if they don't. So, yeah, I think they'll take Anthony Richardson before they'll take Will Levis. All right. So, so whether it's Richardson or Levis, there's still one more quarterback of the big four there. Yeah. So then – Let's just say Levis is going to be the last one picked. Where does he go? Raiders are out, and I don't think the Lions are going to take him. So how far would he fall? Or does another team trade up to grab him? Do I really – do the commanders take him is the question. I Oh, they might. Do the commanders take him? Wait, who do they have at quarterback right now? Because I know they lost Heineke, but didn't they sign someone? I don't know. Oh, no, they signed Brissett. Again. And Brissett's not too shabby in his own right. He was pretty darn good in Cleveland. He wasn't bad in Cleveland. I wouldn't say he was all that. I think he was I think he was decent in you know, relief of Deshaun. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, in the, in the first place that pops into my mind is, yeah, the Washington football team, the Commanders. Hmm. Perhaps, or let's just say the Green Bay Packers trade Rodgers. How funny would it be if they cast former first-rounder Jordan Love aside and then trade up to draft whoever falls past Indy? I would tell you straight up, I never again want to ever hear anybody complain about Aaron Rodgers being a diva. That man was put through the ringer in Green Bay. Oh, no, you, you'll still hear me say it no matter what. Don't worry. Absolutely ridiculous. This isn't even a conversation anymore. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was fully right in feeling the way that he's feeling. If they do that to Jordan Love, I feel like they wouldn't. I don't think they, they would either. I'm just saying it'd be funny. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> I think every Packers fan would be upset. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got all our talking points in, but just in case, Justin, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. All right. So looks like we're all good. So, yep, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening. You know, we have new episodes out on usually Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.